1: Time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Beer River Lodge. 2 hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing,
2: and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio.
1: Welcome back. Nice to have you here as we head down the home stretch for another week of uh, KSL Outdoors Radio. Looking forward to uh, finding out the latest from the Row 4 ALS group. And, uh, Russ, you were telling us they're getting kind of close to D-Day here. I don't think it can get any closer. Uh, Well, it could be June 11th, which would be the day before. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tim Ryan is with us. Uh, Explain to us, uh, I said it was either a long night or a short night, whichever way you're looking at it, but you're finally in your staging area this morning
2: yeah we are. We rolled into monterey last night um about three o'clock in the morning and uh, had a good night's uh, rest here in the parking lot. you <laughs> can call it that and uh up at up at seven and, and back at it so we've got our boat now into the staging area with the other uh entrance most most of the other twelve or fourteen entrants uh had their boat shipped over from the u k and uh and then I think there's one boat that hasn't yet arrived, but two, two American teams in, that drove in here.
1: I, I can't help but think it won't be that long before you were wishing you were in that parking lot sleeping.
2: <laughs> no doubt about it. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's a beautiful Monterey day here, maybe in the mid-50s and overcast. And, you know, cold water and uh, first uh, two, three weeks of our journey to Hawaii will, will be more of the same.
1: I'm kind of curious and have to ask here, uh, since you've made the trek across the Atlantic, now you're heading across the Pacific, do you know any of these crews that are in this race? Uh, were any of them a part of the last one? You know, there
2: are that have turned up here again, and, and it's nice to get reunited. Um, the, uh, the I just was chatting with the Team Antigua Island girls, and uh, they, they've they got a very uh, very strong team, and they've been – in multiple Atlantic crossings and they're very tough. They beat us across the Atlantic. So we'll see if we can give them some payback.
1: All girls uh, this, or no?
2: This, yeah. Yeah. All women on this particular team. They've, they've run, um, male and female teams. Of course, Antigua is the landing spot for the Atlantic challenge. And so the department of, uh, commerce over there, I think sponsors a whole team. So they're super professional and, um, uh, great uniforms and all that, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> kind of like the uh, Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly that.
1: I'm curious, also, do you share, um, I don't know, tips or strategies at all with them, or is it so competitive that you don't want to have that conversation?
2: No, I think everybody's pretty collaborative in this in this group. You know, it's a it's a small community, and there's uh, uh, there's Somebody that could use a hand, you know, and it could be you. So you, you want to share your information as well. So you've got friends that you can lean on, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Russ, we sure enjoyed uh, hearing the check ins on the last uh, excursion. We were anxious to try and uh, tag along for this one. This will be great. So uh, what's next for you guys? Uh, I guess the boat hat is as ready as it's going to be, right?
2: Yeah, so we we brought this thing out here uh, ready to row. Uh, really, it's like the dream uh, leaving from the West Coast. Um, you know, when you're shipping a boat uh, overseas to the Canary Islands, it gets there and your gear's all scattered and you've got to pull it out, and resort, and reorganize, and, you know, things can get damaged along the way. And so uh, this go around for us has just been. So nice. Our our equipment and gear is all labeled and stored and in, in bins, and so we've just got to lay it all out for inspection uh, here in a couple of days, and then pack it up, and, and we're ready to go. We're going to spend the rest of our 10 days or so here um, tying knots, and, you know, I see there's a nice brew pub at the other end of this
1: parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Might do a little stopping in there, huh? Um, Might. All right, so... You, you, talk, you want to stay positive as you head out on this, but what's your biggest concern? What's your biggest worry as you start to uh, head out?
2: Uh, wind. That's, that's my biggest worry. Um, you know, we, we, we use that wind and we follow that wind, and, you know, the patterns are ever-changing. Monterey Bay is uh, kind of a tough one. It's a north-facing bay, and the prevailing winds come out of the north. So sometimes getting out of here can, can be really, really tough. And, you know, if it's more than a five-knot wind, uh, it's going to be a battle. And then, you know, same as you try to get away from the California shoreline, the winds here are not particularly offshore, meaning they're not pushing you out. They want to hold you along the coastline and send you down toward the Baja which is, you know, that's one way of crossing. But personally, I'd rather go direct and save a few hundred miles. You yeah, know? So, yeah. So no, we get some favorable winds out of here, that's my big thing. And then the next challenge is uh, getting across the California current because it also wants to take you uh, down the coast most of the time. But if you can get it in a narrow spot, um, which is, you know, tough because it changes all the time, but if you hit it in a narrow spot, we'll have an easier time getting across and out to the open ocean.
1: Well, I, I know this isn't a fair comparison, but Russ will uh, confirm with me that wh- one of the worst days for winds I ever had, we were down at Lee's Ferry and had just finished a day of uh, – we camped that night, didn't we? And we had fished That's right. the day. We were rowing the, the little boats. Right. We were in the final stretch for the takeout. We're on kickboats, and the wind was coming upstream – And we had to go downstream, and there were points there where I was rowing as hard as I could. And if you stop for a second, you lost ground. I never felt so desperate in my life. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in your boat in a situation where you can't get it to move.
2: Oh, it's it's very annoying, for sure. (laughs) And, you know, in a boat of this length, um, you know, if you're trying to make headway into a wind, you know, over 10 knots a boat of this length uh, will prefer just to be sideways to that wind right it's nearly impossible to point into it so unless you're running downwind which is great you're going to be sideways and that's you know depending on the extent of it then we'll set the sea anchor and just hang out until things change conditions change
1: does a situation like that totally blow all of your plans for schedule of rowers out of the water at that point? You
2: know, no, but you definitely have to be flexible. I mean, you know, there, on the Atlantic, uh, it wasn't too bad for us. Um, we had taken a course early on that did, did take us south and missed a big storm. And we had one night or day, a 24-hour period, I think uh, we went backward one mile. And, and our average our average rowing was you know seventy five miles a day, so we rode all day and all night and lost a mile. Oh my gosh! But, it, but it, it yeah. But in that same storm, the rest of the fleet was a little farther north, and they ended up you know losing four or five days worth of rowing.
1: Ah, well. that's where so the, that's where we, the chess match comes in, huh?
2: That that's, that's where. That's where you get a little, you know, frustrated when you there's just nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Uh, but we avoided it, and we're hoping to get lucky again.
1: Cruise is healthy and everything at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah. Everybody's happy and healthy, and uh, um, you know, we've kind of settled into our local abode here for the for the next little bit, and it's going to wrap up the odds and ends. Got to make a little uh, Costco run here shortly, and. <laughs> pick up some Nutella and peanut butter. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. That'll sustain
1: us. Well, we'll check in with you one more time before you actually uh, set sail out there. So we'll look forward to doing that next week.
2: That's great. Thanks, guys.
1: All right. Uh, Tim Ryan for the Row 4 ALS Group. Oh, Tim, are you still there? Yeah, you bet. Um, give everybody the website. I always want to make sure that we can uh, do what we can to drum up some funding for a great cause.
2: Yeah, visit us and follow us at uh, www.com row4als.org That's R-O-W, the number 4, A-L-S dot
1: org. right, to help fight uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. We'll take another break. When we come back, we'll uh, finish things out with Roger Agate, assuming we can find him wherever (laughs) he might be this week. Stay with us. We'll wrap up the program next here on KSL.
0: Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.
1: Final couple of minutes of the program. Normally, we'd be checking in with Roger Eggett from Bear River Lodge and Trax Power Sports, the great sponsors of this program, but he is up to his eyeballs at meetings and things today. So... Uh, I'll finish out talking about uh, some of the deals they've got going on up there right now. In just a second, I I didn't want to go through this week without mentioning these incredible numbers that came out from Ski Utah over the last few days. Numbers released uh, show that 7.1 million visitations this past ski uh, season to Utah's resorts. That's an increase of 22% from last year, which was also a record at the time, by the way. Uh, And so just uh, an amazing turnout obviously because of all of the snow that we received uh the communications manager at Snowbird, sarah sherman said uh that the resort had a record 838 inches of snow this season which is nearly 70 feet and we've been documenting that throughout the winter months they're still skiing and we'll be through at least father's day so uh, i just mention it now because next week ski utah is doing something fun and i'm going to tag along on uh, the old heber creeper the heber railroad they're going to have a year-end sort of quote-unquote press conference on board the uh, Heber Railroad. So I'll be up there to record some stuff, and we'll share all that information with you on next week's show. So look forward to talking some skiing. All right. Um, Roger asked me to reach out to uh, business owners out there, family reunions too. But specifically, if you are a business owner and looking for a corporate retreat to get away do some team building and have some fun where you can all be together in big spaces if you need to be, but also have plenty of room to go play. Bear River Lodge is the perfect place to do it. Uh, they can customize activities uh, designed specifically for your group Team building on uh, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobiles, snow bike rentals, uh, go out fishing, hiking, skiing, relaxing in the uh, multi-person hot tubs. There's just a lot to do there because they've got thousands of acres of National Forest right at your cabin's doorstep uh, for your team to go and explore or build some time indoors and just uh, get to know each other a a little bit. Their cabins can accommodate up to 26 guests with full-size kitchens, private bedrooms, Uh, in suite bathrooms uh, you'll have no issues with space or privacy either so make sure you check it out by just going to bearriverlodge.com and as long as we're talking about getting out and enjoying time on the side-by-sides or uh, the ATVs it's a good time to remind you again about what Trax Power Sports is all about they have these machines right in the parking lot at Bear River Lodge the idea behind Trax Power Sports and again credit Roger with this He knew himself and uh, through personal experience with friends and family that everybody would love to be a four-season family, as I call it, where you have snowmobiles to go play in the winter and you have ATVs or side-by-sides, maybe you've got a personal watercraft or a boat. The reality is not many of us can afford to do that with the price of purchasing and then you know, the depreciation on the machines immediately, but particularly the upkeep, the insurance, the storage, the repairs, all those things are taken care of by just renting each season. and then your family can indeed be a four season family. It's track, tracks, excuse me, TRAX, tracks, power sports, rentals. Find out more about it. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. And through the magic of radio, for the first time in four years, I'm going to hand it off to myself. I'm filling in this week on uh, the Greenhouse Show, which is coming up next. And I'll be on with Tom Bettis until 11 this morning. Big events going on at the Weber Basin Water Conservancy. We'll share what's happening. And uh, hope you have a great weekend. But uh, stay tuned for that. Again, I'll be back Monday morning. Amanda's got next week off. So I'll be flying solo Monday through Friday with Utah's Morning News.